Thank you, Brian. Thank you, Amy. When uh, our son was about 10 years old, the church we started in Minnesota met in uh, Maple Grove Junior High School, and it was this extraordinary junior high school. It was a state-of-the-art facility, and it was quite large. And our kids really enjoyed going to church in a school. And one thing they enjoyed quite a bit was the opportunity after church to be able to run around and, and play and just go into all sorts of nooks and crannies of that school. Because after church, uh, when, when, when you're uh, having church in a school, after church, Jody and I would have sort of meet and greet time with folks and enjoy that. And they would, we would help in, in the teardown and, and so that we take all the church equipment and, and store it and put it away. And it would take about an hour, almost to an hour and a half. And so our kids were real troopers as they just explored uh, all over uh, Maple Grove Junior High. Well, uh, one particular Sunday, and, and it was, it was uh, winter uh, because there was snow on the ground. Well, oh, actually in Minnesota, maybe it was summer. I'm not sure. But anyway, I think it was winter because there was snow on the ground. We finally got uh, finished, and, and Jody left ahead of me. And then, and then uh, about 20 minutes later, uh, I left, and we lived about 10 minutes away. And I walked in, and, and she said, uh, yeah, w- what a wonderful time at church today. Uh, where's Alex? And I said, I don't know. He rode home with you. And uh, she said, no, he didn't. He rode home with you. And so we did that a little bit. Uh, and, um, and then my phone rang, and it was one of the volunteers at church uh, who said, hey, uh, you left Alex here at the, at the school. Uh, you need to come get him. So I immediately went in the car and, and went to get Alex. And uh, basically, bottom line is uh, we left our boy at church. And it made, me, uh, made us rethink how we engage our Sunday morning uh, routine. It definitely needed uh, a reset. Well, it is hard for me, at least, to believe that it's already 2022. The beginning of a new year, though, does give us an opportunity to turn the actual page on the calendar. But not just that, it gives us the opportunity to consider a reset in various areas of our lives, maybe areas that we would like to see some improvement in is a chance for us to, to reset. I'm not necessarily a big fan of, of resolutions, so I'm just calling these, Brian, just areas of reset. Is that okay with you today? Okay, we'll call them areas of reset. Now, one of the things that I, I think is, is pretty interesting this year is I think people are ready for a reset, not just because it's the first of the year, but also because of just the COVID experience. And it's caused a lot of people to think about resetting in various areas of their lives. There have been scores of articles being written about how people want to reset the way that they work. And people really have uh, connected, some people have connected at least, with working from home. And so they're trying to, to lean on their employers to say, you know, I'd really rather work from home or at least some hybrid. And they're trying to reset how they actually engage the, uh, the task of work. Then there's, I'm sure you've seen another batch or trove of stories about the big retirement. Boomers are retiring in record numbers, and the pandemic has accelerated that for many, and they're having just this massive, massive resetting. Health clubs, restaurants, all sorts of establishments are resetting the way that they think about not only how to clean and, and sanitize their facility, but, but I read an article just earlier today about how restaurants, how m- a lot of their percentage of, of their sales have been either through carryout and so forth, and they're having to reset how they even think about their physical space. 
I'm in touch with pastors in multiple states, in churches of every size, large and small, new and old. And almost to a T, they say their church is, is resetting the way they think about ministry, rethinking how to minister to their community and to an ever-changing world. So it's fitting that we spend the first few weeks of this year considering the idea of a reset. Next week, we're going to begin a new series called Reaction, A Biblical Path to Emotional Health. We're going to kick off the series by grounding what it means to pursue spiritual health. And then we're going to take a look at how we can handle key issues, key emotional issues in life in, in, in a way that honors God. Issues like anger and fear and failure. And I hope that, that you'll, you'll mark it on your calendar and that you'll make this series a part of your commitment to reset a few areas of life in 2022. Today what I want us to do is I want us to consider spending some time on thinking through how we can position our heart to be ready to grow closer to Christ in 2022. We'll call this sort of a, 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 a reminder or refresher in some of the ways that the Lord speaks to us and works in us and draws us closer to Him. And to do this, I want us to look at, as I mentioned in our welcome earlier, just a one and only passage. This is a, a one and only story that we have in the Bible about the boyhood years of Jesus. Now, if Jesus' life was, was, was captured in a photo album like, like we used to have before we posted pictures on Facebook and social media and other areas, but if it was a photo album, you'd see a, some pictures of his birth, and then you would see a, a little bit of a gap and then you see a picture of when he was 12, one picture, and then you'd see a lot of pictures of his ministry as an adult. Well, this story today is when he was a boy, when he was 12, and it's the only story we have, and it was when his parents lost him. They lost him at church, just like Jody and I did. After, after I finally confessed it was me that left Alex at home, I said, hey, Jody, you know, we're in good company. You know, Mary and Joseph left Jesus at the church, and so we just did the same thing. You know, I tell people to be like Jesus. Well, anyway, so uh, I'll be like Mary and Joseph. Well, anyway, you get my point. So Luke chapter 2, verses 41 through 52. Luke chapter 2, verses 41 through 52. It reads like this. Every year, Jesus' parents went to Jerusalem for the festival of the Passover. When he was 12 years old, they went up to the festival according to the custom. After the festival was over, while his parents were returning home, the boy Jesus stayed behind in Jerusalem, but they were unaware of it. Thinking he was in their company, they traveled on for a day. Then they began looking for him among their relatives and friends. When they did not find him, they went back to Jerusalem to look for him. After three days, they found him in the temple courts, sitting among the teachers, listening to them and asking them questions. Everyone who heard him was amazed at his understanding and his answers. When his parents saw him, they were astonished. His mother said to him, Son, why have you treated us like this? Your father and I have been anxiously searching for you. Why are you searching for me? He asked. Didn't you know I had to be in my father's house? But they did not understand what he was saying to them. Then he went down to Nazareth with them and was obedient to them. But his mother treasured all these things in her heart. And Jesus grew in wisdom and stature and in favor with God and man. This is the word of God for the people of God. 
as I said, I, I, I think this is just a, such an endearing story in the life of Jesus. Luke has laid out, as I mentioned, a wonderful account of his birth, and we have this extraordinary account of his ministry. And then right here we see the story of Jesus as a boy. And I think there are several lessons we can learn from this story that help us think about how we can draw closer to Christ in 2022. And what I want us to think about is how we can be ready for the search, be ready for the surprise, and be ready for the stick. Our text opens with Mary and Joseph fulfilling their sacred responsibilities. Now, let let me just pause here for a second. Remember, uh, as we talked about the various characters of the Christmas story, nativity story, we we learned that, that, that Mary and Joseph were righteous and they were upright in the faith. And so one of the things that that we see right here is unusual about Mary and Joseph is that they went to every year, Luke tells us. He gives us this detail. Every year they went to Jerusalem for the Passover. Now, we might think, well, that's what everybody did. No, everybody didn't, especially people who were, who were not wealthy. And Mary and Joseph were poor. They offered the, 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 the sacrifice that the poor would offer when Jesus was dedicated. But they made sure they did what they had to do to go to the temple every year to celebrate the Passover feast. That is why God chose Mary and Joseph to be the parents of Jesus. They were upright, they were devout, they were faithful. And we see this in this small little detail right here. Okay, let's go back to the story. They made sure that they followed the customs and the rituals and the high points of the life of Jesus, having him circumcised, having him dedicated, and now for the Passover feast. They're there. They're celebrating the Passover feast, this this high and holy moment. And then lo and behold, they lost Jesus. Now, can you imagine that? Can you imagine losing the Son of God? It's interesting. This is the last time we hear anything about Joseph in the pages of Scripture, other than when he's referenced as Jesus' father, when they said, hey, isn't this uh, Jesus who was Joseph's boy? That's it. So other than that, this is the last snapshot we get of Joseph. Now, how would you like the last word on you? The last action reported by you is that you lost the Son of God. Well, actually, in those days, it wasn't unusual for families to make this trip with extended family. Uh, So they left thinking Jesus was with the others, and when he wasn't, they panicked. And they went looking for him, and after three days, they found him in the temple courts. Three days it took to find him. Now let's stop again for a minute. Mary and Joseph set off thinking they had Jesus with them. They started their journey home thinking they had Jesus, but he wasn't. And they needed to close the gap between them and Jesus. They had to search for him. If Mary and Joseph can take the presence of Jesus for granted in their lives, so can us. So can me and you, right? If they can take the presence of Jesus for granted, so can me and you. You might be on cruise control as you begin 2022. And you may think you have your routine down, your your spiritual journey down, and you're ready to roll. But Jesus may not be as close as you think. 
He may not be traveling with you. Remember, we are the followers, and he is the leader. Now, don't get me wrong. If you're in Christ, he is always present with you. But you know what I mean by that, that constant close communion with Jesus when we think we're going the right way, but he really is over here and wanting us to go in a different direction. As you begin 2022, it may be possible that you're going this way and Jesus is right here. And he wants you to draw closer. Or you may find yourself as we begin this year a bit distant from Jesus. Like Mary and Joseph physically walked away, maybe you have spiritually walked away. Maybe you didn't realize it, or maybe you did and you just kept going. Consider as you begin this year, consider your proximity to Jesus. How close are you? Take an inventory tonight before you go back to work tomorrow. How close are you right now to Jesus? Are you walking side by side? Are you walking or are you, are you walking right behind him? Are you close to Jesus as you begin this year? Mind the gap. Consider the search. And if there's distance, start searching. Because I trust me, you'll find him. They also, though, had a surprise. They finally find Jesus, and they have a, a, a word with him. Now, to be fair, I don't think Mary and Joseph went nuclear on Jesus. But in the original Greek, the word astonished just absolutely doesn't cut it. They were in anguish. Notice Mary plays bad cop here. And she does the classic parent move. Mary and Joseph made the mistake of leaving without Jesus, and yet they started off by blaming Jesus. How could you have done this to me and your father? Man, that's a classic parent move. I know I've done it a couple times. Then came the incredible surprise for them. We could almost upgrade this to a shock. Jesus says, I had to be in my father's house. Wow. That is a defining statement and a defining moment. It had to hit Mary and Joseph like just a cold splash of water at first. Typically, what would happen in this situation, especially in the first century, the child would have been very sheepish and submissive and just fall in line. The child would apologize for fear of even more reprisal and then beg for mercy and promise to never do it again. Not Jesus. His response was stunning. He rebuked Mary. Why were you searching for me? That is powerful for a 12-year-old today to do that. For a 12-year-old then to do that, it's absolutely stunning. Then what does he do? He takes the term father essentially from Joseph, and he gives it to God. Now, we don't know exactly how much awareness he had of his divinity, but clearly he had some, and he made the proclamation that day. He made a proclamation that day that transcended the parent-child relationship with Mary and Joseph. Huge deal. Huge deal. In essence, what he was saying is, I have bigger fish to fry than obeying you. There's more going on here. Daryl Bach wrote, 
Jesus transcends normal categories of evaluation. In other words, because of who he was, his parents' rebuke of him was irrelevant. He ultimately was not going to be evaluated by his parents. He would be the one to evaluate them. He would not bow to his parents. They would one day bow to him. But notice, he did go back to them with them, and he did obey them, which shows his humility and willingness to submit to them when it was appropriate and called for. What a surprise. Stunning turn of events. Shocking turn of events. As you reset for your spiritual growth this year, as you draw near to Jesus, watch for the surprise. Be on the lookout for the way the Lord will surprise you. Be ready for Jesus to lead you and say things to you far beyond what you ever experienced or imagined. You may have held to a particular interpretation of the Bible, and Jesus wants to open your eyes and show you a different way to see it. Surprise. You may have written off someone or a group of people, and Jesus wants to show you just how much he loves that person or that group of people. He did this a lot in ministry. Surprise. You may think you have your year planned out and completely under control, but Jesus wants to upend your plans and loosen your control of your life. Surprise. I think about the last few years, and so many unexpected moments have happened in the lives of people and in churches for that matter. Unexpected moves, unexpected patterns of life, unexpected illnesses, unexpected joys in each of these surprises. Jesus is working. He's working. So ask the Lord as you begin this new year, Lord, let me be open to the way you want to surprise me this year. And boy, wouldn't it be really something next year as we start 2023 to list how did God surprise me this year and praise him and give him all the glory for it. Well, the last thing I want us to see is to be ready for the stick or the sticky moments. I don't mean the stick, but sticky moments. Verse 51 says, Then he went down to Nazareth with them and was obedient to them. But his mother treasured all these things in her heart. This moment stuck with Mary. She treasured this. This is the second time that Luke tells us Mary treasured an event with Jesus. In Luke 2.19, we read the shepherds visited Jesus and Mary treasured these things up in her heart. Mary had a lot of moments with Jesus, feeding him, bathing him, changing him, teaching him, daily moments with Jesus. But then there were these moments, and I'm sure there were others. Luke just didn't write it this way. Then there are moments that just penetrated her heart and got her attention. These moments had the stick factor. I've heard many of you speak of such moments. You will share with me about an experience and then you'll say, but so-and-so said this or so-and-so said that and it just stuck with me and it shaped my life. 
few weeks ago, I was chatting with someone and this person told me about a season of uncertainty when uh, he just wasn't sure which way to go on some big decisions. And he told me, he told me something that just stuck. And I've been repeating it to anybody who would hear it. But he said, when this happened, he prayed. And then he just always tried to do the next right thing. Do the next right thing. The Lord used that conversation to create a sticky moment for me. That counsel stayed with me. And you know, during, during COVID, I've had conversations with pastors all over the country and even in a few other countries who have pondered the long-range implications of COVID. They've pondered what it's going to be like 10 years, 20 years, 30 years from now. Others have had this in community life, in business life. You've had it maybe in your personal life. And it's really good that people are looking downrange. But sometimes in the middle of great uncertainty, God doesn't show us very far downrange. And all we can do is pray and do the next right thing. Back to our story. Listen for these sticky moments in 2022. Listen to how God will use these sticky moments to draw you closer and to deepen your faith. It may be a Bible verse. It may be a song lyric. It may be a a sermon idea. It may be words of encouragement from a friend. It may be the still, small voice of God. But listen for those moments that just stick with you and then ponder them, meditate upon them, and allow God to to let that sink deeply into your heart and life so that you apply it in the way that you live your life for Christ. Well, our story ends by telling us that Jesus grew in wisdom and in stature and in favor with God and humankind. Here we not only see his journey in this one-of-a-kind story, but we see his vision for our lives. His desire is to grow in us so that we become more like him, so that we grow in his wisdom, that we grow in his character, and so that we grow in such a way that we are in favor with God and in sacred favor with others. Where do we start? Well, consider the story. Be ready to search for Jesus. Evaluate where you and Jesus are. Are you traveling alone and Jesus is over here? Be ready to be surprised by Jesus. Don't be stuck in old patterns and old ways. Be ready to be surprised and be ready for those moments, those sticky moments. And let 2022 be the best year ever in your quest to be more and more like Jesus. Well, this morning we're going to celebrate communion. We're going to remember uh, the life, the ministry, the death, and yes, lean into the resurrection of our Lord through sharing of the bread and the cup. Let me invite you to pray as we prepare our hearts for communion. Lord God, we do, we give you thanks for loving us and for caring about us and having this great desire for us to walk with you throughout this year. Lord, you promise to be our shepherd. You promise to be near us as we draw near to you. You promise that you will not leave us nor forsake us. Lord, I pray that we would not 
leave you, we would not forsake you as we journey through this next year. So Lord, now as we prepare to receive the bread in the cup, as we receive the bread, let it remind us of your great love for us, of your nourishment for us, of your word, and how you give us, Father, bread that in such a way that we will never spiritually hunger as we stay in you. And Lord, as we receive this cup, let it remind us of the power of your sacrifice, the power of your blood to bring new life in, in us and for us and through us. So Lord, as we receive the bread and the cup, we ask that you would be honored. We ask that you would draw close as we seek to draw close to you. In Jesus' name, amen. On the night of his arrest, Jesus gathered with his disciples and he was so eager to eat the Passover feast with them. The same feast he went to celebrate as a boy when he was 12 years old. He was so eager to eat it with his disciples. And when the moment came, he, he took the bread and he broke it. And he said, this is my body and it is given for you. When you eat this bread, remember me. I invite you to eat. Amen. In the same way, at the same meal, Jesus took the cup and he poured it. And he said, this is my blood. It is shed for the forgiveness of the sins of of the many. When you drink this cup, remember me. I invite you to drink. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Amen. Now, Brian and Amy are going to come and lead us in a final song together, and then we'll have our closing prayer. The last time we'll be singing this morning is Be Thou My Vision.
a few highlights that you'll want to know. Uh, first of all, uh, you have an opportunity to uh, sign up to provide dinner for the Carpenter's Shelter. And we're looking, for, we serve dinner at the Carpenter's Shelter the second Saturday of every month. And so we're looking for people to take a Saturday a month uh, for 2022. If you want to volunteer, uh, go to oldtown.cc backslash volunteer. Uh, we're also uh, looking for people who would like to make uh, sandwiches for our open table ministry. Our open table ministry serves uh, food for the hungry, some of whom are homeless every Wednesday morning from 6 a.m. to 8 a.m. And you may be saying right now, Pastor Phil, I just don't know if I can serve on Wednesday mornings from 6 a.m. to 8 a.m. Well, you know what? I've got good news for you. You can prepare sandwiches on Tuesday to get them ready for our team to come in and then serve sandwiches to, to the hungry uh, in our community. You can do this on Tuesdays, and you can volunteer by going to, you guessed it, oldtown.cc backslash volunteer. But wait, there's more. If you would like to uh, volunteer for our Friday, third Friday food distribution, we distribute food to our community every Friday. Uh, if you would like to volunteer to help with this, then guess where you go? You go to oldtown.cc backslash volunteer. And there's so many ways that you can step into serving our community as we began this new year. I really encourage you to go to where? Oldtown.cc backslash volunteer uh, to volunteer for these mission uh, opportunities, and I hope you will. So I'm so glad you joined us in worship this morning. God bless you as you uh, seek to begin your 2022 uh, in Him. And by the way, just remember, next week we're online only as well. Let's pray together. Now, Lord, take us from where we are to where you desire us to be. That is our prayer in 2022. In Jesus' name, amen. Go in his peace. Thank you.